You know, it's funny, I always want to start these things off with just random going into conversations, but lately I've just been like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> just because, like, I feel like it's just so much, I don't know, we're not well, talking the, about something right I was going to say, there's, 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 so, there's so little to even talk about nowadays. Like, I mean, because yeah. majority, everybody is, literally everybody is waiting for DC fandom. Like, there yeah. is nothing going on in the world right now. Yeah. That's very true, and there's a lot of, I believe there's like a tease trailer or something coming out, you said, Tuesday, like a first look or something? Yeah, it's some sort of first look. Now, we did get something from Jim Lee earlier today. And oh, I saw that. It was like some just random, uh, like, doodle that he is like, it's like promotional art for it, so. Yeah, well, he, did you see the video for it? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it, like, I watched, do you know how you can watch something without really clicking it? yeah yeah i did it in that way i didn't actually hear if he was like talking or anything yeah no he was talking about how he basically designed that whole map of the center with the trinity and all the other little like fandom things around it oh that's pretty cool i'll have to go back and listen yeah he designed all that so but of course he did it's fucking jim lee um so yeah it's a lot so uh yeah ladies and gentlemen this is the first episode of year two of batman news weekly we just had our year anniversary last week so if you haven't listened to that go check it out uh, but we're going to go ahead and start off with comic books right now because there's so much more news that's come out that I feel like the podcast is majority going to spend time on that. So we're going to go ahead and knock out the comics we have, which is we're going to touch on Outsiders real quick and Detective, which not a lot to say about either of those comic books, but yeah. we're going to touch on them. And then we're going to talk about Metal 3 because we've been talking about that. But uh, yeah, we got a, we got a lot. We're going to cover comics real quick, and then we're going to jump into a lot of this news because it's a lot of juicy drama, interesting game news, new movies. It's, it's a lot of entertainment stuff, this podcast. So let's knock out the uh, Outsiders right now. Uh, well, well, did you read this book? Because I know you said you hadn't read it yet. I did not read Outsiders. Oh, okay. I, Damn I, it. I, I will say this. <laughs> I, I will be completely honest. You know, Brian Hill has kind of been getting the short end of the stick on mm-hmm. everything he's writing. Uh, the main reason why uh, Marvel kind of effed him on uh, his X-Men book that he was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. They were like, hey, it's going to be a miniseries, but we can't tell anybody that it's going to be a miniseries. In case it booms, we can do more issues. But oh, okay. in case that it sucks, we're going to cut you at your knees. And you're not allowed to say anything. And he's like, okay. And so they cut him at his knees when it, like, basically right when the story was getting good. And they're like, okay, yeah, it's a miniseries. Next issue is going to be the end. And he wasn't allowed to say anything. Well, essentially, the same thing is happening with Batman the Outsiders. This is technically more than a maxi series because it's already on issue 15. But they're cutting it at 18. Like, in three mm-hmm. issues, this thing's going to be donezo, and I feel like nothing has really happened, you know? Yeah, so the in this issue, the Outsiders finally kind of make, um, they kind of, like, finally attack Raish, because we saw in the last issue, Batman did this whole thing where he showed that, like, oh, we have stuff we can go after Raish as well, mm-hmm. and we kind of had that discussion of, like, it's kind of confusing when he says we got to kind of let him, you know, not know we're here, and then they attack his stuff. And uh, so Raish finds out about that from his goons, and he's like, eh, it doesn't matter. We're, you know, we're moving into the next phase or whatever. Uh, we finally see the whole Outsiders crew together. That's with Shiva, the kids, you know, Black Lightning, and everybody all together. Um, 
So yeah, there's a lot of there's some Batman stuff that goes on. There's a little bit of interrogation. I always love when uh, I love that since Sophia's a part of this now, she's the super strong one. So she's holding the person upside down, and Batman's just doing <laughs> yeah, the interrogation. I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now. That's pretty yeah. Cool. So I thought that was kind of oh, cool. Oh snap! She breaks his ankle. Yeah, oh. she like she like fucks him up. So um, I thought so I'm I really like her character. Like I said, um, which it's so funny because they ma- again they make these powerful characters in Gotham and, and they, they don't do, do with them. anything with them. Yeah, because they're not bat characters. Exactly, but I think you could make some badass characters with these. Like, I can't believe that Tinian hasn't even touched Gotham Girl. Like, yeah. especially with everything going on right now, Gotham Girl can just swoop in there and get Joker done. But what if what like because you know the the giant trope of Superman is that like mm-hmm. oh he can just do this and it's done. Yeah. What if like that is Tinian's trump card? It's like. Oh no! The world's gonna end in Gotham, and then boom, Gotham Girl, last yeah. page, boom, everything's fine. Yeah, see, that would suck, but I would at least like to see her because that's I mean, obviously that's how you do Superman comics, right? Like, oh, I'm just gonna go in there, and then they're oh, Kryptonite, or oh, something new that you know controls Superman or does something to make him like vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And so then you're like, okay, how's Superman gonna get out of this? And I think that's interesting because I've always wanted to see. I, I've told this to Clay a million times. I would always love to see. Batman training Superman for the day he loses his powers or whatever. So that way he's just not helpless. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's teased and kind of hinted at that it's already happened because there Mm -hmm. is a story that was pre 52 where, uh, there was this new Krypton, uh, -hmm. where when Superman went there, he didn't have his powers and he donned the name Nightwing. That's actually how Dick Grayson finds his name is through mm-hmm. Superman. That's why they okay. that's why Dick Grayson and Superman have such a good relationship. Uh but he actually base he basically is the Batman of this new Krypton for a little mm-hmm. bit until his powers get back. So oh, okay. But we've never seen it, which I yeah. think would be really interesting to see. Yeah. So anyways, back to Outsiders though. <laughs> uh so what happens at Outsiders is uh Raish wants to show the whole world that he's super powerful and he takes over one of he wants to go after like the elites in the world, like the people you think are the Illuminati that control everything. Yeah. And so he goes after the one person that is owns like the big T V stations, you know. So like he goes after that person and he's all like, You're gonna put me on the air. And so he goes on the air and he's like, How how many people can you reach with this? So he starts broadcasting to the world. And the the outsiders actually find him. They know where he's at. There's this huge panel where Black Lightning is just like this orb around this building. So he's gotten a massive upgrade. And I think they could they should use him in some other things because he's like Spirit super bomb. powerful now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we got some a little bit of banter, and then we, it ends with Batman like in the window after this, they've broken the window, and he's like, yeah, you know, it, Rach is like, well, welcome Batman. And so we're about to get this fight. And uh, the next issue is just called The Lights Go Out. And uh, I don't know if that's going to be hinting that something's going to happen to Black Lightning that's going to cause wouldn't, his powers to go out. Wouldn't that be some shit? Like, that he dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would give him this massive upgrade and what, he just dies. One of the only two black guys in this book and one of them dies. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and then and then Duke becomes the new Black Lightning <laughs> oh, somehow. God. Oh, just God. Just so they can get him out of the suit. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, not a lot happened in this book. I, I feel like 
This is unfortunately what happens with some writers, and I feel like Brian Hill, I think if you were to sit down and once he's done with all 18 books, if you read this from start to finish, I bet you it reads way better. But I think these big gaps, it's just like, ugh. Yeah, you know, the the question came around with me, and uh, and I think I, I actually asked you the question also, yeah. uh, with me and Mark on Comic Book Legion. You know, everybody ever everybody always says that. Oh, this is going to mm-hmm. be so much better in, in trade. And I asked you, well, what doesn't read better in trade? And, of course, we came across the, the idea of, of course, like tie-ins and things like that. Yeah. But th- you're totally right. Whenever it comes to this odd situation that we are in with the pandemic where mm-hmm. literally every comic is almost three to four months behind schedule it does make things feel a little weird i was honest i i did uh, a few reviews uh for our friend jim uh, mm-hmm. on his marvel website and like those are just bad writing but also some of the good ones they mm-hmm. Like, they are so bad because of the pandemic. Because you're like, okay, this is where the book was. This is where it should be. But because of the giant lull, I don't feel that anymore. So you're almost having to win me over. And the worst part about it is that these books were already finished, like, Mm -hmm. two months ago. So, like, it's, it's not like, oh, they had all this time to, like, redo things and fix things. No, these have been in the can. They've just been waiting to push them out, which yeah. really, really sucks. But, I mean, it is what it is. I hope that he has a strong finish. I do mm-hmm. know that uh, 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 freaking the Black Batman writer, uh, Ridley's, uh, uh, John Ridley, uh, or, right? Is that, is that, was that his name? Uh, he, that was going to take over? Yeah. He is actually doing a book that he was supposed to do two years ago. The mm-hmm. other side of the DC, the the oh, other the side yeah, of yeah. history of the DC universe, or whatever, whatever that title is. He's actually doing that this year, and it's going to drop as a series, uh, monthly, starting Black in Lightning, right? yes, starting in November. But Black Lightning is a big part of it, I think. So mm-hmm. hopefully, well, I mean, if it's Black Label, then it doesn't necessarily mean black lightning can't die here but i think hill really loves the character of black lightning so i don't think he'll kill him off yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens like i said um and then yeah this book's already monthly and then we had a three-month break so like just remembering what happened before the break and then when we got this was just like damn this feels like it's been going on forever but it is what it is um i said i think it'd probably be better when you sit down and read it uh i do enjoy that he created sophia I enjoy that he gave Duke a new power. I think that suits way better than that kind of power he had already. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would like to see that fleshed out more, though. Uh, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens and if anybody even carries anything Brian Hill did over to another Black Lightning or whatever. Yeah. Um, but going on to Detective, uh, this is Detective 1025. Uh, we're two issues away from the new, I guess, milestone or event yeah, that they're going to do yeah, 20, the, uh, 1027 which is a thousand issues mm-hmm. uh after batman's very first appearance which yeah. a little bit of comic news on that the generation story mm-hmm. one shot that was going to be in the generations book yeah. uh that was now scrapped because of the whole 5g thing that story is actually going to be inside of detective 1027 
So. Oh, nice. Yeah. The the lineup for Detective Twenty Seven is pretty good. Uh, I know King's got a, a story. I think Tinian's got a story. Snyder's got a story. Granted, the last two of that I just suggested <laughs> didn't have great stories in uh, this other one shot. I believe that's... I believe Jurgens has a story as well. Okay. Uh, nice. I think. Uh, well, I told you, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick has a story, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's with John Romita Jr. So. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. But so we'll be covering that in two weeks yeah. or a month, a month, right? This is bi-weekly. Yes. So um, yeah, so we'll be covering that in a month. So that's exciting. But I think next podcast we are covering Joker, three Jokers. Oh I snap! Think. I think so. Uh, but we have we'll be talking about Jeff Johns here in a little bit. Um, but uh, going from that, uh, going on to Detective twenty uh, ten twenty five. This one I will say is. I absolutely love the way Batwoman was drawn in this book. I think she like there's certain character, certain artists that can draw Batwoman just like super intimidating and just looking super badass. And this is one of them. I think it's her color scheme that makes her look really awesome. I think it is. Uh, red and black is just really badass. Yeah. Um, it, it. She. Who is the artist on this? I. Uh, Kenneth Rockford. Uh, that's why I, I recognize it so much. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Rockefeller probably isn't everybody's favorite uh, artist. His art style, he bases everything off of like insectoids, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how he got his start, apparently, or, mm-hmm. or something like that. And I that's why idea. everything is kind of like really rounded and like there's a lot of prominent shapes in his stuff. Yeah. But I love this art. I love the way uh, Batwoman looks. Uh, mm-hmm. Batman, uh, not so much. Uh, yeah, not so great. Yeah, but I, I actually really, this story was enjoyable. It wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think it was. I don't think it was uh, super amazing. But I love, I love when the you know secondary Batman book, which is Detective, if it is going to coincide with the Batman book, they use it to cover other characters sometimes. And this was a Batwoman story. This wasn't a Batman story. Yes, and, and I I, really I enjoy, enjoy that. that because back in the day, pre fifty two, Batwoman actually took over Detective Comics mm-hmm. uh, when she was first like introduced after the b- story of fifty two, which was a weekly yeah. book without the Trinity. But uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that we got to see a different side of the Joker War, just because it can get a little overwhelming sometimes when you're just like nothing but Batman. When there's yeah. so much going on in Gotham right now, so I really did enjoy that. Uh, I enjoyed that like Batman didn't really like try to be a pushover whenever it came to talking to Batwoman. Uh, you yeah. know that has always been established that he definitely cares about her input and everything else. All I could think about when reading this story though was your idea of Tom King writing yeah. her freaking military story and i'm just like oh that would be so good it would i'm telling you it'd be it would be fucking fantastic um i do i wish we could see more of their relationship because everybody forgets that they're fucking family like they're legitimately yes, family they are cousins and they actually referenced uh the detective run that tinian did at yeah. the beginning of rebirth uh you know he was kind of batman was kind of barking orders at the very beginning and she's like hey I don't work for you anymore, remember? Yeah. And it, like, said, oh, if you remember, Detective Comics, blah, blah, blah. And they really left on a kind of a sour note. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of everything that was happening with Clayface and yeah. all for of that. For those of you that don't know, in that story, she has Clayface is going crazy and she puts him down with this like experimental technology. And she basically shoots him in the head. And Clayface ends up living, but she doesn't know that. Yeah. And he just kind of goes into hiding. So it was interesting. Yeah. But I love the... So we've been having some really weird technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, I had to switch over to my gaming PC, which I don't use to record on this. Um, but you were saying you got a question from your other podcast. Yeah, I got a question from some listeners from my other podcast, uh, you know, talking about how they think that uh, the 12-issue maxi series, or quite possibly just original graphic novels will be the new status quo and the monthly books will slowly start to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So the whole question of, do I think it's better if the bat family gets 12 issue miniseries while Batman himself gets a monthly title, I think could work. Mm-hmm. But in regards to how some people think the new status quo will be like in like, let's say 10 to 20 years of there being only original graphic novels. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that will be a thing. Uh, a lot of people see it as like, Oh, you know, those teen books that they've been coming out recently with, you know, they sell really well at Barnes and Noble and Walmart and target and just all these random places. So that's what AT&T would want DC to do. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. There, We are living in some weird times because there's going to be some news that we talk about later that involve DC Comics as a yeah. whole. Uh, and, you know, just small tease. There were some layoffs and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But, you know, who who knows? But I, I would I would be interested to see how that is formatted. Like if, let's say, you mm-hmm. write the Batman monthly book and I'm writing a Nightwing 12 issue maxi series yeah are you saying that we intertwine still so yes and no so what what would happen right is i think if i'm using nightwing in the main batman title i'm using him in gotham you would be using him in bloodhaven or your story would take place in gotham you would choose but i think if nightwing's in bloodhaven you don't really have to involve batman too much and you can say that that's happening all in bloodhaven same thing okay. with Batgirl. She stays in, you know, freaking wherever she's staying and blah, yeah. blah, blah, stuff like that. Yeah. But see, at that point, that's when the whole idea of them being basically an original story being outside of continuity, you know? Well, so, I think you would say that it is, though. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. So you would have to have whoever's writing your Batman title obviously be like, hey, this is what I'm doing in my thing. Your character's not going to die, or it, he is going to die, whatever. So you have to make sure all of this is happening before or after, you know, whatever my big thing is. Um, which I think all of those titles should kind of revolve around the main Batman title if something big is going to happen. Yeah, you know, I just recently heard a podcast. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was on John's podcast, though, of course, uh, because he just talks about, he talks to all of the big writers or whatnot. But uh, he was saying, or somebody on there was saying that, oh, it was Chip Sadarsky. He was saying okay. that, like, okay, if, you know, I am writing Batman and somebody else is writing Justice League, he would have more control over what happens to Batman because of his main title. Yeah. 
Justice League, although a big name with a group of very large superheroes, the main title has the go-ahead on what happens. Yeah. So in that instance, I can totally see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I would, I would say in in that instance, being still being able to get good, you know, uh, 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 outside. Okay, guys. So I just, I just told Clay right now that we've been having a lot of technical difficulties. So if it's choppy, I apologize. Uh, but I also told them that year two of Batman wasn't such a great story. So. It's probably the way we're starting off this podcast in year two. Uh, but uh, anyways, so you may or may not have heard of what we were talking about. We were just talking about the idea of graphic novels being the new future of DC Comics. And uh, hopefully you're able to hear that. If you don't, we apologize. We'll definitely be talking about it again in the future. But right now, just to avoid any more technical difficulties, we're going to jump over to Metal 3, which I just want to say this. Oh, by the way, Detective, nothing really happened in it. It was a big action fight. There was some cool scenes, and Batwoman's like, I'm going to go help this other part of the city, and Batman was like, thank you. That's pretty much what the issue was. Yeah. Oh, and Lucius Fox got cured uh, or is going to be saved in this. So some people that don't read Detective but only read Batman might be so confused. Um, Yeah, true. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but anyways, but then again, I kind of like that, that connection there. Cause I, I love that back before new 52. So yeah. I'm not going to hate, I'm not going to hate on that, but I just still think hopefully they mention it in Batman. Uh, but anyways, metal three, I texted clay. Uh, let me see if I even have these text messages still, because I was reading this. Uh, if you guys don't know, we get these books, uh, early. And, uh, so we were reading these at work. And as I was reading this, I'm pretty sure I just said, fuck this book. Tuesday. It'll be on Friday. Yeah, so we send each other a lot of stupid TikToks, so it takes a while (laughs) to get through the text messages. Um, But, uh, yeah, so either way. So you you send me, dude, it is like straight up. uh, No, 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 sorry. Your Your first text was, I hate metal. Yeah. That was the first one. And you said, uh, I hate the dialogue. I said, okay. And then in all caps, the very next text, fuck this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh uh, I don't even know where to start with this thing, man. Like, okay. It's just, it's bad. This isn't a Wonder Woman story. It's no, not. It, it's not. I... I don't know why he would ever say that. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like running off of this whole like, oh, feminism is really big right now. Um, and she's kind of like one of the prominent three characters that's always talking. Uh, it's a Wonder Woman story. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a bat book. This is a bat yeah. book for all those people that are like, I, I want to know. I want to know if there's a genuine Wonder Woman fan mm-hmm. that is reading this book that actually enjoys it as a wonder woman book that's yeah. what i want to that's what i want to know i feel like people that are superman i mean you're a superman fan but people that are not huge batman fans that read metal are probably like ugh, you know what i mean like so much fucking batman like get well, over yourself yes and that's that is the issue the biggest issue of course came out last week mm-hmm. with legends of the dark knights i have listened to so many reviews of that book 
every single one of them said, fuck this book. It's a huge cash grab. They're mm-hmm. just like DC just wanted to make some money and they're laughing at everybody who bought the book. Yeah. I'm laughing too. Cause somebody bought it at a marked up price for me. So I don't know why, just because it had that intro or to Bat Manhattan or whatever, which I didn't think was a great origin story, but you know, yeah. No. Um, oh, know, and but... most of the people that I listened to had the uh-huh. same criticism of the butter knife. Right. Stupid. Such yeah. a stupid thing. Yeah. And um, anyways, so metal, which uh, it starts off with the stupid spaceship that we were talking about in the previous metal just crashed. It's just crashed. It didn't land perfectly. It's just destroyed. We and don't even get to see what happened. No, we don't. And um, we're on apocalypse. So uh, I will say that the red lantern Batman looks kind of cool. Not going to lie. I think I've always been a fan of the Red Lanterns. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. But then we get hit with some of the worst dialogue. And Why it's just Silver Surfer here. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I have know no idea. Is. Neither do I. I don't know who that's supposed to be, but definitely is Silver Surfer. Uh, then we have the Parademons are now Para Robins. And. Um, yeah, and Harley Quinn talks about how Batman's always been so good at branding, uh, but it's just like, I just don't even know what to say. What, where's this stupid shit that she says? She says the pair of Robins, uh, I'll have to say this, Bat, evil, even the evil versions are good at branding. And then, um, oh, you know, the, Har- whole, the, the, the freaking Robins, the freaking. Oh, saying holy boom. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Robins speak and they they're saying very 60s kind of dialogue. Uh, let's boom, Batman. Yeah, it's just so dumb. Uh, let's see. And I know. Oh, this this is what I hated right here. So Harley is talking to Batman and she's like, I mean, it could get tacky bats on everything. He's like, bats are never tacky. Uh, nice. You should print that on some bumper stickers. He's like, I did while you were talking. And now focus, Harley. Like, yeah. Batman like, would tell you to not shut the Bruce. fuck up. This yeah. is not Bruce. Like, I don't yeah. know what Snyder is thinking of like, oh, this is the greatest dialogue I could have ever written here. Like, yeah. why? 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 I just, I, and I, I'm praying to the heavens, <laughs> the Buddhas, the fucking dark sides of the world, please, whoever's listening. If I ever do, do get to write DC, please let me just have one amazing epic story and then my career ends as a batman writer after that opposed to having a great series and then becoming something like this because it 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 boggles my mind that we i mean you made the comment i think it was you that made the comment of like i can't believe the same person who wrote the court of owls wrote yeah yeah because again snyder's batman run is epic and i will always say that it is epic because even though he, it's very wordy, but that's what Bruce thinks in his brain. Like Bruce plays everything out in his brain. So it's okay to have wordy dialogue. I mean, not wordy like captions. Yeah. And then when he was talking in the book, he didn't have hardcore dialogue. He wasn't saying stuff like this. Every once in a while, he probably had like a little quip or something. That's okay every once in a while, especially if it's with like Alfred. Totally yeah. fine. Cause that's their relationship. But like in the battlefield, Bruce is like on his game. And he's just always like, nah, nothing, nothing, nothing. And so, like, making jokes and stuff like this is just not Bruce. Like, he would yeah. tell you to shut up or, like, focus. Like, that's it. You would, every Batman, the way it is, 
take out all of that shit and just say focus harleen boom yeah that's that's batman because he's always supposed to be like that stoic just uh in your face kind of guy in battle and i don't know if like so spoilers for like the next two pages or well i mean later on in the book you know something happens to bruce and then it is teased that something earlier happened to bruce that we have already claimed Bruce is probably dead, and that is why he is in control of the Black Lantern ring, and that's how he can control the dead. But, like, does dying make you more funny? Or at least try to be funny? Like, I I don't know why the sudden... Because Bruce was not like this during Snyder's Justice League run. Mm Mm-mm. He was not like this at all. Well, minus the stupid Starro stuff, which that's also a future spoiler. Yes. Um, but yeah, that was the only stupid parts. But even then, even in the Snyder run, like he still had some epic. I mean, the Justice League run, he still had some epic moments. Like yes. And um, yeah, I don't know what's happened here. You would think if it's death metal, this would be the more hardcore Batman. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I mean. And so. Everybody, everybody cringes at the Joss Whedon Justice League quote from Superman about, mm-hmm. oh, but I really love justice. Mm-hmm. And Swamp Thing basically has that exact dialogue yeah. in this book on the very next page. I, I was so done with this book at that point <laughs> because I literally had flashbacks of me being in that theater watching that movie. And yeah. I almost just wanted to stop reading. so yeah so one thing we we didn't mention because like i said we're all over with this book if you want to read it go buy it go do it yourself i mean we're not going to cover this panel by panel like we do some things but uh we get a look at um dark side batman or bat side right uh, whatever the hell his name is um i was expecting something better from an omega batman like honestly it's just fucking dark side in a bat suit like literally wearing like hush bat suit like and he has like us he's got his very like fucking emo band spikes on his (laughs) the gauntlets (laughs) yeah and like i don't like i don't know man Uh, i i like the concept of metal but this is just too scene kid at this point yes and the one of the things that i had listened to earlier on a podcast today, do you remember when Metal first came out and we saw the first appearance of Batman Who Laughs? Mm-hmm. Did you remember that he had magical cards that granted wishes for the villains? Did he? Yes. That's, no, why, Goth- that. that's why Gotham was completely full of snow for freaking Mr. Freeze. That's no, why- I don't remember that. Yeah. And huh. it never played like freaking batman who laughs was a god before yeah. and now you make him into an ultra god yeah. with this whole like batman hatton thing mm-hmm. and then you start to create these other batman that are supposed to be like all fantastical and like mind-blowing and it's just stupid yeah. like this literally this feels like it should be in the batman brave and the bold tv show very childish very silly yeah not like this demonic scary feeling that you should get when you read the title dark knight's death metal 
Well, we find out what death metal is at the end of this book, which we we, we will get to. Um, but before this, uh, we have this big battle scene of where the our heroes are fighting Dark Side or Bat Side, whatever you want to call him. And we get a super callback to, of course, another Grant Morrison book, Final Crisis. Yes. And we get the gun that sent Bruce Wayne back in time. But of course, it is altered to make but sure the, he. But the, here's it. the thing. It wasn't a gun in Final Crisis. It was the Omega Beams. This Snyder just wrote in here to That's be true. iconic to mm-hmm. the gun that killed his parents. Yeah. That's what he's trying to get across. Yeah. But. He alters the Omega Beams inside the gun so that Mm -hmm. way it will not send him back in time, which freaking Darkseid himself didn't know that it was going to send him back in time. It was just something that happened. Yeah. This is supposed to just kill him on the spot. So I will say this, though. This is a better killing panel than what we got in final crisis i've always been somebody that complained about the final crisis the way batman died because his body was just like like it just looked really weird and lame like (laughs) frailing about like he was just prancing and this looks cool it looks like he's being incinerated and you can see his like ribs almost um and i think that would have been really cool to see in final crisis that way um but he lives so uh, I will say I'm not somebody that has read all of Jeff Johns's uh, Green Lantern run with the Blackest Night. So I don't know if Black Lanterns can be incinerated like this and just come back. Well, here's the thing. Black Lanterns, the only reason why the ring goes to them is because they're already dead. Like mm-hmm. literally the Black Lantern ring will literally go into a grave site, go through the coffin, go onto the skeleton and they come out zombified and then they like restore as much as possible yeah. to become a black lantern. Like they very much look zombified in the story. I need to let you borrow my yeah. copy. I own them. I just haven't read it. I just haven't <laughs> read it. I own it. But, but like they can, they can have a lot happen to them. Yeah. Usually the only thing that can defeat a black lantern is a white lantern because of Mm -hmm. the life of the like the life power of the white light this you know he immediately stands up and wonder woman's like how is this possible he's like don't worry about it like that was the most batman thing he Uh, he said no he says uh uh he had a bat blocker or some shit like that yeah that's right yeah yeah so it's terrible um like uh, what, yeah, I what's, what's like i i understand people i understand there are a lot of bat gadgets because we're already getting overwhelmed by freaking bat propaganda basically mm-hmm. like i don't want to hear bat anything coming from batman like yeah. i really don't just so, even i just per, personally i would throw this whole story out right now and i would love a pat a bat propaganda story where batman has taken over politically and everything is bat symbols i prefer so you, that so over you want right injustice now. in the verse and in, in the reverse yes where superman's not that like yeah. i just wanted to be batman you know like fuck it but more but, than this yeah yeah <laughs> but what ends up happening is uh clark superman he is half like half of his body or not even a half. It's literally his, his arm. arm. His arm 
is to come to the anti-life, which I think is stupid, uh, especially since we got like a really badass story of how the anti-life works in deceased. Yeah. You know, we see now uh, Clark has a bone structure, like basically a dark side arm. Mm-hmm. And he asks Bruce like, Hey, why doesn't Diana know? And she, and he's like, well, maybe you know it's basically because what does he say he says something like uh no more than she does about you yeah so something happened this is the thing that me and you have been bothered about ever since Mm -hmm. this started and you even claim that we're never probably going to get that story i don't think Uh, we are uh snyder left us on a cliffhanger on his last issue of justice league them Mm -hmm. going through a door and now they're just in this world full of Batman and Perpetua's off killing planets. We do not know what happened from the moment they went through that door till now. Yeah. And that needs to be shown mm-hmm. and not in just some two panel bullshit history lesson. I yeah. need to get a full rundown. So that way I know, okay, this is the situation. Not just all like, oh, yeah, this has happened. doesn't matter anymore because this is happening. Because yeah. if that's the case, it never should have happened in the first place. Yeah, if there's not some significance to it, then don't show it. Like, that's the that's a big key. It's, it's fucking Chekhov's gun. It's like, if you show something in the first act, it needs to be used in the third act. You know? Yes. Sometimes, like, some people will deviate away from it. But for the most part, that's a very common rule in storytelling. Yes. And, um... Yeah, so I I am personally of the idea that we're not going to get a lot of that stuff. I think he's going to uh, bat Manhattan this, where it's just like, this character's created, oh, butter knife, and it's going to be over. I think that's genuinely what we're going to get. But we're not going to get... I hate that. Yeah, we're not going to get... This is exactly what happened at the end of Justice League to the start of Metal. We're not going to get that story. Um, But anyways, uh, so yeah, there's something going on with Superman. There's something going on with Batman. They uh, beat Darkseid or Batside or whatever. They free Mr. Miracle. And uh, we get this random like part. Well, so we get this is the part I hated the most. Well, before we get to the part I hated the most, we see uh, freaking Lobo. We saw him in issue one, I think. Lobo is doing something. He's killing all these magical people they look like nymphs or whatever it's the fifth dimension so of course if anybody is aware the fifth dimension is where um uh spitlick and Mm -hmm. batmite both live so it looks a little wonky it like i don't think that it is usually pictured like this but they just wanted to do something funny to make it uh worthwhile when lobo kills everybody yeah, which I think is stupid. Sorry. Yeah, so he just goes on this massacre. Then here's another thing that I hated that we didn't get any explanation to. The Robin King is just able to break into the Justice League stronghold with Dr. Fate and, you know, where the Flash is at and all the Flashes and everything like that. He just breaks in and they're like, how'd you get in here? And he's all like, uh, I got ways. And that's it, basically, is what happened. He just strolls into their their freaking territory. And, like, if you could just show me how they did that. Do they have, like, this magical crystal? Did they find out where they are and they're doing this magic stuff to get in? Well, he just it, walks it, in. It, it is, I guess, assumed because later after he does the entire introduction of being the Robin King to everybody, mm-hmm. 
the three speedsters run into the speed force and the darkest night because he's not batman yeah the darkest night follows them so i didn't know this but Mm -hmm. apparently manhattan can enter the speed force willingly okay when did that happen literally right here like this is new this is brand new. oh okay but it can also mean because I think we didn't read this correctly when we actually read that stupid Legends of the Dark Knight uh-huh. uh, story. When it was doing the origins of the Batman Hatton, when he was fully the Batman Hatton and he mm-hmm. like could feel all the other reiterations of the Batman in the Dark Multiverse, yeah, he consumed them all. What? So That's... he consumed the Bane one and everything. So he has supposedly the strength and possibly powers of all of them. So he's fucking Piccolo. Yeah. He just absorbs every fucking Namek yeah. in. So there is quite possibly a speedster one that now he can go into the speed force. That's so stupid. It makes no sense. No it's sense so, like, whatsoever. How is he not won already? I like, like literally. He can literally Thanos this entire thing and kill everyone plus Perpetua at yeah. this point. But he's like, nah, I need Wally West. And See, if, that's and the I, case, if that's the case, why isn't Wally West snapping his fingers and making everything happen? Yeah, like, see, that doesn't make sense. And at the same time, if he absorbed everybody... And I understand, I know Batman and Joker fans will be like, oh, Joker and Batman are the top. That's why they're dominant. Why are not all these other people fighting for that brain power? You know what I mean? Like, even if you go with this absorbing technology, you had freaking, uh, we have it in Firestorm, right? Firestorm mm-hmm. used the younger body, but had like the brain and consciousness of the smarter guy. That's kind of how it worked, right? If I'm not, yeah. if I'm not mm-hmm. uh, getting that wrong. Going back to DBZ, Piccolo was like, we're using my brain. Like, that's what's happening, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, they would think this work together. Yeah. And and I just don't, we're going to absorb all of these millions of Batman, and it's still only going to be the fucking Batman who laughs brain, like, and yeah. consciousness. Like, it, that's a bunch of other Batman. You're telling me that just there was one Bruce Wayne that was so much more superior? Like, fuck out of here. They're all Bruce Wayne. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. You know, this this story has so many plot holes into it mm-hmm. because, you know, this, you know, we knew in metal Barbados, Barbados, however you want to pronounce his name. He was the top dog. Snyder yeah. then saw that everybody loved the Batman who laughs. So he's like, oh, I'm secretly going to write this story saying that. It was all a part of the Batman who laughs plan mm-hmm. and his because apparently the Batman who laughs, according to that Legends of the Dark Knight story, knew about Perpetua before Perpetua even presented herself. Yeah, like it. There's so many plot holes that he just hopes sticks mm-hmm. and everybody's just going to gloss over and just be like, eh, it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's just do it. It's it's again, I don't I don't know how somebody who wrote the new 52 Batman is writing this. Is it just too many characters? I know he can't write relationships. We've we've come to that realization. But what has happened to the storytelling aspect? Um, so anyways, after all this, the speedsters run into the speed force and they get away from the Darkest Night. 
Um, but he's like, I'll chase you forever. So we're, we're going to assume they're going to be running forever. Then we go back to Superman ripping open this door and we see all of the heroes we haven't got to see in a long time clean as fuck. Not a scratch on them. You and think they're, it, they're all smiling. They yeah. all it's like, oh hey, we were all here just waiting for you. Like mm-hmm. the kids in the back. Let's go, let's go have a party. Yeah. Yeah. We're on apocalypse that where you know they kill people just for sneezing and shit. Why are we not been tortured and beaten this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I it's so confusing. So yeah. confusing. This, and, this whole thing. I, I don't yeah. I it makes no sense. You know, and then they come across this whole thing of like uh hey we have a plan everything's gonna be good uh and this is all wonder woman stating like oh okay well the darkest night is chasing after the flash and they're protecting wally you know perpetua has her chair and you know batman who laughs is tower or the batman hatton's tower uh mm-hmm. is what broadcasts this that and the other we need jaro yeah no Ma- she specifically says that this is why we came here to enlist the help of the most powerful hero not telepath hero among among us us. and it is fucking jaro and then a freaking yeah ice uh who is part of the uh uh, justice league international she says wait are you talking about you're talking about superman right and she goes no i'm talking about someone else and it's jaro fuck this book yeah, I fuck was done. Book. That's when I texted him, fuck this you book. You did not tell me that Jaro is a better hero than Superman, yeah. than Dick Grayson, than Barry Allen, than Walt Martian West, Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Like, you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me the first villain, literally the first villain of the Justice League, when they were created, is the best hero. Of the yeah. DC universe. Snyder, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> and again, Snyder, I'd love to work with you in the future, man. But if you if we do work together, you got to know I'm an honest person. Um, but uh, and I would need to take the lead on that project. Uh, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around. You guys know we fuck around on this podcast, but still, like we are giving you your honest opinions as fans. Uh, we thought this was garbage. Because because here's Here's the thing. Here's the honest truth. When Jaro first came into action with like the Robin suit and everything else in the Justice League run, I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. And like he even had like the oversized like gun, like plasma gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just ridiculous. Yeah. And then you find out, oh, it's all part of a dream. And then you find out, oh, but even his dreams are super powerful. And you're just like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, this mm-hmm. is going to probably happen again at some point. And here it is, yeah. right here in Death Metal. Uh, and the whole joke was that Jaro, for some reason, finds a somewhat parent-fatherly relationship with Batman. Yeah. And even in Justice League, he was like, stop calling me dad. Stop calling me dad. Here, mm-hmm. he's like, Okay, okay, just not in front of everybody. Don't let Superman hear you. And yeah. I'm just like, what is this book? I don't know, man. This book and then, is literally written by Snyder. Like, I mean, it is written by Snyder, but I bet you anything it's Bendis. <laughs> That's how deep your hate. No, I think it I think Snyder 
has fallen off. No, because freaking we I sent text because so we're going to talk about something when we get to the entertainment thing. But I read the comments of what was happening in this entertainment thing. And people were saying there's literally somebody out there in the Twitter sphere that thinks the Batman Who Laughs is the best book to come out in the last few years. The Batman Who Laughs, that book was garbage. Yeah. And it was so hard to read. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. It was and it rough. didn't even finish in a book. It led into something else. Like, yeah. ah. <laughs> and yeah, so then we get this kumbaya moment where it's like, we're all gonna do this, yeah. Power Rangers! Like fucking, you know, doing stupid shit with their hands, which again, that's a solidarity thing, but at this point, I don't give a fuck about this book, so I think it's just stupid. And then we find out what Lobo was doing this whole time. He was getting some box, and this mysterious person was telling him, don't open it. And he was like, alright, whatever, whatever. And then we get a shot of the Legion of Doom dome, and we find out it's Lex Luthor, who has half of, like, a scarred face. And, of course, we don't know what happened to Luther. He was literally Perpetua's right-hand man, and well, now this, he's not there. This is, this, is com- this is coming from the Hell Arisen. Now, in that book, I'll just say, there was a final fight between the Batman Who Laughs and Luther, and mm-hmm. Luther lost. Oh, okay. So I didn't read that book because I was he tired lost, of... He lost his yeah. power. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so now he's just back to Luther. He's just back to Luther, but I will say this. I'm not interested. Yeah. Like that's that like at this point, because also here's the thing. Lobo has said continuously that earth's money means almost nothing to him. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why he does contracts on earth is for his own entertainment or his own revenge. Yeah. Luther cannot persuade Lobo to work for him. I'm sorry. He absolutely yeah. can't. So to think that Lobo is working for Luther is absolutely stupid in my mind. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if like Luther and told him if this box is the same box that Green Arrow had, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Wait, we this... never got the answer to that though. We this never got issue, the answer. This is issue three. Mm-hmm. There is still four months of this book. Yeah. Right? September, October, November, December, yeah. January. Five months of this book. We still have five months of this book. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I want it to be over with already. I just got an email today uh, mm-hmm. from DC that showed me the Williamson uh written justice league stories that connect to this Mm -hmm. it is none of the justice league here uh heroes that we were working with before because they are tied to this instead it is nightwing cyborg and starfire Mm -hmm. so the original titans and that's like that's the big thing it's like the reunion everybody wanted it's the reunion nobody asked for yeah that's what it is and uh, they are teaming up and the covers don't look all that great. They're all like in like some barbarian-esque like heavy metal type. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're in Kiss. Or a rock band cover. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Like, why is it that you have to find these stupid suits for these characters 
to be in this like post-apocalyptic war when they're literally wearing their original costumes untattered clean as fuck mm-hmm. on apocalypse yeah it made sense when they were covered in ninth metal or tenth metal yes. to destroy the ninth metal creatures or whatever you know but yeah, yeah i don't know um it's gonna be a rough another four months five months whatever this is gonna go on but like i said we will be getting uh three jokers and a bunch of tom king story uh in the future so hopefully uh after what we're about to talk about so that is everything there for comics ladies and gentlemen but we have so much more news to talk about um we just wanted to get our our displeasure with what's going on in the dc comic books right now (laughs) but it might be a lot more displeasure coming soon because as uh, we mentioned earlier in the podcast dc had massive layoffs yesterday the day before this week yes had massive layoffs and um apparently it was like a big shocker to the world which it really shouldn't have because Mm -hmm. here's the thing i'm just gonna say this right off the bat because i saw the exact same kind of reaction on twitter this was always supposed to happen this mm-hmm. was supposed to happen months ago when AT&T and WB merged. AT&T made the decision to say, hey, DC Comics is not a priority right now because WB has lost us millions in X, Y, and Z. So we're going to flush yeah. that out and then we'll deal with everything else when time comes. Unfortunately, that time is now in the middle of a pandemic where yeah. people are going to have a harder time to find jobs. Now, I will say this also, like I just said, it sucks for people to lose jobs, but the people that they are firing, the people that are they are letting go are people who kept these types of stories that we just had a problem with keep going. Yeah. And I think, although it sucks for these people that in order for people to want better stories, things like this happen organically anyway, regardless Mm -hmm. of a merger or whatnot. Uh, One of the biggest names I'm trying to remember it uh, was actually the editor in chief of Mm -hmm. DC comics. Uh, He was there for a long, long, long time. Uh, He was let go among a lot of other editors. We haven't heard anything about uh writers or artists or anything like that but also not only uh dc comics but dc universe as well the staff of dc universe has been cut uh i don't know if they actually said a percentage or anything but Mm -hmm. it was dc comics and dc universe staff uh have been let uh let go yeah so we've already kind of been under the assumption that dc universe is on the way out yes um and that kind Uh, of sucks Another thing, because I, I don't think we talked about it, or at least it didn't happen. Uh, Titans and Harley Quinn on their Twitter accounts and all their mm-hmm. social media accounts actually cut DC Universe out of their bio and names. Yeah, so they'll probably be HBO Max series mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And which, I mean, to be honest, it makes kind of sense because you want more people to go buy your $15 product, you know what I mean, opposed to your $8 product or whatever. Um, and I mean, hopefully since there was a DC universe, HBO, like combination you can make, hopefully HBO max would be like, Hey, you could also for an extra three to $5 get DC universe for all of these comic books. 
and TV shows or whatever. Maybe they'll move all the media over. But if you can give me like $3 for like, and I can add $3 onto my HBO Max to get the DC Universe, I'd do that. Oh, like, for sure. You know I think I mean? that would be Basically a hell of a comic deal. Books. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe because the one thing I will say that I absolutely love about DC Universe is it's so easy to find old comic books on there. So easy. Like I just type in Catwoman, and like I said, I went to go back and read all the New 52 prior to New 52 stuff, and I absolutely loved it. So I like to be able to just go through there, and it's so fast to binge read those. Um, but yeah, if if that were to disappear, there'd probably be a lot more stories that I'll never read because I'll, be like, I'll have to buy them or I'll have to download them yeah. um, physically. And some of those stories you can't find physically. And oh, no. it's just like, it's really ridiculous. So um yeah so i don't know uh but i did hear also the editor i'm I'm not i'm forgetting their name i don't don't know if it was a person that you were talking about but the creator that was in charge of black label also got let go oh really which yeah that was insane because apparently black label is their best selling stuff yes and um that's really crazy to think that you could be in charge of something that was doing really well and still get let go so uh yeah we don't know what's happening over there um jim lee's still there so that's one of the biggest things we know. There's apparently so I never saw the actual stuff saying that he wasn't publisher anymore, though. I never saw that anywhere. Oh, really? So because um, I don't know if that you were the one that told me that or what, but I never saw that in like an actual article that I Jim saw Lee. People, I saw people talking about it. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't see that on any articles that I read about it. Um, so as far as I, I know, mean, he's, he's still. still- on on his twitter account it still says chief creative officer dash publisher so yeah so i'm pretty sure that they kept him um because why would you let him go anywhere else you're gonna let him go back to marvel like fuck well i mean he he could still be the chief creative officer without being a publisher so they wouldn't let him go from dc but Mm -hmm. just let somebody else be publisher yeah that's true that could be happening um but we'll see oh god can you imagine if it's snyder that would be awful um but anyway so yeah there was a bunch of layoffs at dc and we'll see what happens i don't really know if this is going to be good or bad i hope it's for the better you know whenever i talk to people that are a little bit more like dead set on story Mm -hmm. other than continuity and sometimes even continuity over story the biggest complaint is from the editor is 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 their their biggest complaint is the editor and saying Oh, well, the editor should have caught this on Mm -hmm. this part of the story because that character is doing this on some other book or this, that, and the other. And for us who enjoy the DC universe as a whole, that stuff is a little nitpicky, but it does make sense, you know? So you can't have Batman dead in one book and Mm -hmm. then have him, you know, doing something crazy and alive in another book. I just like, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, the editors, I I hope that we have better editors jumping on board after this. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been any, like, promotions or anything announced for anybody. Yeah. But are editors will- also creators? Because I think if that's the thing, if they are creators, like, actually writing books and stuff, I don't think they should be editors then. I think you should get editors that are not creating. Like, it's fine if they have their own ideas, but you need somebody that's like, hey, you can't do this because five issues ago you did this. Like, they, we need people that are concentrating on that. I have seen that, I've seen creators be turned into editors. Yeah. But I don't know what their, like, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Their stair step in promotions yeah. go. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you're a letterer, then a writer, then an editor, you know? Yeah. So I don't know how all it works. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've seen some creators say that they have edited before. Mm -hmm. So yeah who knows i don't know so i mean hopefully with the whole grand scheme of things this is trying to be a better move for dc um but we'll have to wait and see i mean we're we'll, we'll find out in february i guess yeah with whatever sure. they're trying to do so uh just some quickie news we're gonna get through these next two is there is a new batman movie by bruce tim which is fucking out there it is, what is it called? Batman? It's Batman's Soul of the Dragon. This was mm -hmm. actually announced quite some time ago, uh, yeah. but everybody forgot about it. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. The idea of it was a little bit wacky, so everybody initially thought, eh, you know, it probably won't come into fruition. It's probably just one of those that they said, oh, we're going to try to make this, and then they're going to throw it out later. Uh, but it's actually happening. It's yep. based in the 70s. Uh, it has... Uh, uh what's is it his bruce name? lee right uh danny ran uh, uh okay then they have uh j uh j uh michael j white as the bronze tiger mm -hmm. in there uh the main character in the show uh grim that fairy tale like horror yeah. show that was really popular for a while uh he's going to be the voice of bruce wayne and mm. batman uh, really, really interesting choice. Uh, working with it being a Bruce Tim production, I would have bet they would have used uh, Kevin Conroy, but yeah, who knows why? I wonder if since they're getting away from the New Fifty Two stuff, well, the New Fifty Two's always had a different Batman, anyways. Yeah, but um, I wonder if they're trying to phase out Conroy at this point. I mean, like, he is getting a little bit older. I think yeah. he has kind of been just like wanting to do the con scene, kind of been mm -hmm. in retirement mode. Uh. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of sad if they start to legitimately just be like, yeah, we're not gonna use Kevin anymore. Yeah, I think what they should do is, and they probably won't do it just for the sake of they're never gonna stop the animated series stuff. But they should have like a Bruce's like Batman's final days kind of movie or something like that, where it's his last movie. You That'd know be kind of cool. I'd, I'd be, be okay cool. with that. Yeah. And then bring back Hamill for like the final Joker moment or something like that. Um, I think that would be kind of cool just to give him a nice send off, give him a nice payday at the end or something like yeah. that too, you know? Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Cause I, I think the next, I mean, somebody who I've, I had never really had an issue with being, I think he's done Bruce Wayne. Uh, the dude that did um, Joel from, from fucking last of us. Oh, uh, uh, Cause he does the Joker's voice, right? Too. Uh, yeah. Tim something uh, or Tom something. Uh, Troy Baker. Oh, Troy Baker. There you go. And he was with yeah. the T. Yeah. um but yeah i don't mind him he does a decent joker um and i'm pretty sure he does bruce wayne too if i'm not mistaken i, I could be wrong though. really really quickly but anyways so yeah so that's a random ass thing that is happening that uh you might want to watch i still haven't even watched dark side war that ended the new 52 thing everybody's like it's amazing you gotta watch it uh but i was waiting for that to go to dc universe and it hasn't popped up from my understanding uh, and i won't even lie i haven't i haven't even jumped on my dc universe app in like two to three weeks so there's no yeah. more rewards what's the point <laughs> you know true. besides like me just reading old books like before i was like rushing through books because i was like i want points but they don't have shit anymore i will be so. honest the only thing i've done is watch star girl uh because this month i am taking a break mm -hmm. on the whole uh dc marvel stuff 
he did Batman for uh, Batman the Enemy Within video game, which is the Telltale game. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't mind that, Bruce. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, speaking of games, though, perfect segue. This happened the day we released the podcast or the day we recorded the podcast. Uh, there was a big uh, fandom releasing of all the names that was going to be at fandom. Yeah. And well, on top of that, Rocksteady was like, here you go. And they just dropped a Superman looking photo with a tr- like a, a gun sight or uh, whatever. Target. That's, yeah. yeah, Target with the words Suicide Squad in it. Yeah. And it's we talked about it on this podcast before that there was a rumor that Rocksteady was working on a Suicide Squad versus the Justice League game. And this confirms that they are working on that game. This is not the Batman game we've been waiting for forever. Just to clear that up, they're two separate games. It is still rumored to be announced and or possibly shown at Fandom, but we could possibly see concept art of even the Suicide Squad game, which I am so pumped for, and I have to ask. So, we probably have so many ideas of what this will be, but Mm -hmm. I have to ask, what do you think it is as far as mechanics and everything else like that? What could you relate it to? And on a different note, what do you want it to be? So what do you think it is and what do you want it to be? I think it is going to be a possible multiplayer game. I think they're going to try to do something slightly different because Rocksteady has destroyed with the Arkham games. And I think they had a solid trilogy of Arkham games and they're like, we need to do something slightly different and better mechanically. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to try to be multiplayer. That way you can probably play with your friends and do the story if you want to, or you could do it solo. I'm hoping that's the option. Uh, but honestly, I don't give a shit to play with my friends with this kind of game. Like I will play this by <laughs> myself. Oh yeah. Um, but the same thing is that's the thing, but I'm hoping it's as fluid as something like horizon zero dawn or last of us, like the fighting. I want it to be that kind of fluid. Not just like jumping over everything and pow, pow, pow. And, you know, like I the combos are cool, but I would love a more serious style so of game. Think of it as think of it as Horizon Zero Dawn with the idea of something like a Splinter Cell or Rainbow Six Siege. I'd be down with something like that. Yeah. If that, you have to like fight into places. Yeah. Yes. That would be cool. Yeah, I I would be down for more espionage stuff because they're like a secret organization, you know. Yeah. But of course, you gotta fuck shit up too because oh, yeah. I want to know who the cast of the crew is gonna be. Because if I'm Deadshot, that means I'm sniping people. So like, you know, oh, you're I, gonna give me crap for being a sniper on almost every game that you, we play. You know but... what I mean by sniping? Because they're gonna give him a special <laughs> or something where he goes into Red Dead mode and it's gonna blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like they're gonna have something like that. And so I'm definitely going to do that. Or I'm just going to be Harley and bash people's heads. I can, I can only imagine like you, the character lineup, the costumes that you can unlock for those characters. Like, Oh, this is going to be so awesome. Yeah. And I wonder if they'll have like multiple stories. Like maybe you, if maybe you have to like pick your leader or something. Right. And like Harley is one of them. And maybe there's a different story for Deadshot or something like maybe different missions. Who knows? Um, But yeah, I'm very intrigued by it. Some people have said that they think it might be Bizarro instead of Superman on there. There's no confirmation of that. It's just because there's a like a hue around him um, that is purple. Um, but I've always thought Bizarro looks a lot different than that. So I don't know. 
Uh, I per- personally, I don't need Bizarro there. I would love just Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Um, yeah, I, think my- it, I think that possibly even if you can unlock Bizarro as being a part of the Suicide Squad would be kind of yeah. legit. Yeah. I just want to see how they're going to defeat the Justice League without killing the Justice League. Because yeah, you know what I mean? Because we even said, you know, we, we uh, you know, when this first came up, I asked you like, hey, Juice, like, what do you think this will all entail? And your first thing was like, oh, you know, you know, you're going to be d- defeating all the Justice League. But the last boss needs to be a really powerful Batman. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, because, <laughs> yeah, I told Clay, I was like, dude, we're going to beat Superman like on the second round or something <laughs> like that. Like Superman's going to get taken out so quick with some random ass fight. But I always talk about how when I used to play Arkham Origins, Deathstroke pissed me off. Like Dude, Deathstroke was such was a hard so fight. Crazy. Yeah. And like, and the thing that didn't help is I fought Deathstroke like when I took a break from the game. So when I came back, I didn't remember the mechanics and shit. And I was like, oh my God, fuck, I can't <laughs> beat this dude. And um, so I want it to be like, if it's a suicide squad and like they've taken out everybody and it's just Batman, I want to be fighting Batman in like a warehouse or something that he's able to like, he has it locked down. And like shadows and like, yeah, that'd be cool. And like, you're trying to find him, he comes out of nowhere, knocks you out, throws you through stuff. Like, I want that kind of Batman. I I want Warehouse Batman from fucking BBS. I want to be fighting that guy. And you're just like, ah, shit, getting thrown around and stuff as a Suicide (laughs) Squad. And you got to find out how to beat him, you know? Um, I would love that because I think that's that's what I was hoping was going to be in the Suicide Squad movie from David Ayer. Was I was hoping that it was going to be this like we were going to see this villainous Batman from the eyes of the villains, you know, like so terrifying because he beats us up and stuff, which I've never seen anybody do a great portrayal of that besides the animated series where they always, they, there's that one episode. I know you're still watching the series or whatever, Mm -hmm. but there's that one episode where they're all scared of Batman. They're like, he's terrible to us and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think it's just uh, interesting, but yeah. And there's still, there's still rumors that the suicide squad game will be connected to the Arkham game that is coming out, uh, which could mean that Rocksteady is helping WB Montreal create this massive connected universe, connected game verse, which I yeah. think would be awesome. That would be fantastic because that's not something, I mean, yes, it's been done with like the Call of Duties and stuff like that, but like something where you can branch out characters into their own games, that's insane. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to get this Batman and Suicide Squad game and we're going to be able to play as Wonder Woman and Superman or something like that, and then they branch out into a Superman Wonder Woman game or something like that, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's going to be insane. Yeah. And I think that would be fantastic. And then you could fucking end game this shit where they release a Justice League game like 10 years from now. And, or that's, something. The th- and that's the thing, because people would immediately, like, if there's a Superman game and they throw out a poster or a teaser trailer showing Superman, everybody's immediately thought, oh, this is injustice, injustice, injustice. Mm -hmm. And it's going to keep being a trick to being something else. And I think that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it would be really cool to see them do kind of stuff like that. I'm not a big Injustice fan myself, um, just because I'm not into fighting fighting games, but I would be down for Connected Universe games. I think that would be really awesome. I still think they should do that with the animated movies a lot more um and yeah i don't know so that's something we got there but we're gonna move on to our last two stories in this podcast 
we finally, finally, finally got an update to the Ruby Rose reason for leaving Batwoman. And Clay actually read the article. I did not read this, but he told me about it. And I was like, Meh. I didn't yeah. really care at this point. Yeah. Um, so the big thing with her was, of course, uh, she had her back surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and this spinal surgery that she had uh, was very, very serious. It was immediate when they um, when they diagnosed it or whatever. And it was said to her and with her research said that the recovery for said surgery was anywhere from two to three months, uh, mm-hmm. if not more. She went back to work within 10 days. Uh, so there was still possibly a lot of strain and pain to her back and to her body. Uh, it was very uncomfortable for her. But with that, uh, that is what, of course, she told most of the media and the trades when they were interviewing her and whatnot. Uh, but then, because we didn't know all of that detail, so that was yeah. some detail that she had left out. Now she was able to tell us some of that. But then she also said when they you know, filmed the final episode, basically, of this season, uh, which was cut short due to quarantine, she was at home, and basically the pandemic slash quarantine helped her make the decision to let go of the main role of uh, uh, Kate Kane slash Batwoman. Now, the way they word it mm-hmm. in the article, in the way she like said it, it sounded like there was possibility of her return. It's possible. Which, like, I don't think they should. Because you don't get to say, oh, I didn't like the hours. Oh, I had reasons. Oh, I'm going to quit this job. To then say, oh, well, I, I mean, once I'm better, I can come back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't look good professionally. That's yeah. for sure. Um, see, I don't, I know people are like, well, you should just be patient. Because uh, we are very like, uh, you know, we, we judge things for what we see, you know, we, what we judge things for face value doesn't mean that we know the full stories. We never claim to know the full stories. And we were pretty harsh on Ruby Rose when we first talked about this. Had she came out and said, like, yeah, quarantine and me going back to work this fast and just my injuries and my bodies have made me question my decision on continuing with the show, I would have had a lot more understanding than being like, than letting the trade say, like, oh, yeah, it was because of the long hours or something like that. I can understand, like, long hours plus just coming back 10 days after spine surgery. Yeah, I'd probably question shit, too. You know what I mean? And I wish she wouldn't have waited so long to say this. And I don't know why, because I feel like people would have understood that. Um, yeah, I think a majority of the fans and everything else would understand that. I think that, you know, with more time, because, mm-hmm. again, states had to reclose after, you know, attempting to open and whatnot. I, you know, she probably rethought about this and she's like, OK, maybe I do need to say something. But I just think it's very odd that this is all coming out now because like you said it doesn't look good and i don't know if this is her attempting to still stay relevant with the very last piece of pop culture that she was a part of or what but it just like 
I don't care anymore. Like, yeah, because when when I told you, you said, eh, whatever. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't that's, care. That's we have our future Batwoman, although we may or may not like it. Like mm-hmm. Ruby Rose, unfortunately, is no longer a part of that fandom, and is just going to be like, okay, we don't need to worry about you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really care about that. It's like it's like those people that are hanging on to Affleck coming back as Batman. It's the same <laughs> shit. Like, let it go, you know? Like, he's not coming back. He's enjoying his time with Ana de Armos, just like any man would. And, and he doesn't give a fuck about that. He has, Batman. like, four movies that yeah. he's working on right now. It's insane. So it's just like, let it go, you know? And it's just like, who cares? Same thing with Ruby Rose. She's not going to be Batwoman anymore, so why should we care? Yeah. And um, yeah, I will say I did see a tweet from somebody um, saying that, you know, their young daughter uh, saw who the next Batwoman's going to be. And she's super excited to watch the season. So I love that it's going to bring in a new audience because it is going to be a person of color. That's always something cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. I will say we are getting a thicker Batwoman. I finally saw like some recent photos of the girl that's see, taking over. Did you see her? Her, workout uh, video yeah yeah i was she like oh shit she's yeah she's intense. yeah she's not gonna be the thin thick uh the thin character that we had in ruby rose no she's she's got some thickness to her so i was like damn she's gonna be kicking ass yeah um so it's gonna be very interested i want to see what she's gonna look like i am saying that's the only thing i'm excited about to see is like are they gonna change the suit it, how is she gonna look is she gonna use her own hair like you know it's gonna be very interesting well, one thing that uh I don't know if you put this in the notes, but recently DC has uh, had their actors go on to TikTok and mm-hmm. other social media accounts and make these really cool promotional videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, uh, I don't remember it the, either. The, the actress who was going to be Batwoman, she did one. Mm-hmm. And she put her hand up into the camera and then let go of it. And it was a person of color. And I was like, oh. That actually looks really cool. And for a split second, they had like the same like bone structure. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, did they just like accidentally give us the big look? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was, uh, they showed like three or four other people. Uh, and those are really, really cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, there was one of Black Lightning. Uh, mm-hmm. The Rock did it because I didn't know what it was at first. Yeah. I thought that they were actually going to show, because The Rock was the first one that I saw. I yeah. thought they were going to show him in suit. And I was like, oh, my God. And then there's just like some <laughs> random people. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like the hardcore fans, like, just dressed up in their full costumes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, a lot of cosplayers and stuff like that. No, uh, and somebody cool. made a meme of uh, of Robert Pattinson, like, DC asking him to do that. And he's all like, mm-hmm. uh, what's TikTok? Yeah. Probably, man. So, yeah, that's the update to Ruzi, Ruzi, Ruby Rose and uh, probably the end of that chapter, to be honest. I think the next time we'll talk about Batwoman is when we see the new actress in the suit for the first time. Yeah. So, or, um, I mean, like, like maybe fandom. Yeah. Because, uh, oh, there's there's that news or that's something. the one thing that we didn't talk about. Uh, yeah. You know, I had shown Jews at work that uh, the actor that plays uh, Luke Fox uh, had said that he has seen something that is regarding Batwoman uh, and that it's going to be crazy. And then Wallace Day, uh, she uh, she commented on the uh, on the tweet and she says, I know. Right. And so everybody like freaking 
blew their brains out basically yeah. and like oh my god wallace day is gonna be batwoman which we'll she see. should have been originally but yeah. i mean we'll see what happens but then i told clay even if that's the case if they were gonna bring in wallace day to be kate kane you're just shitting on the person of color now. That looks even worse because they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna bring back a white girl to replace this one after a year. Like we're we're good, you know? Like you can't do that." And like, so uh, if that were to happen, it would be a shit show. But if they're gonna bring in Wallace Day to be Kate Kane for like cameos, I think that's okay. Yes. But your state, you're just gonna have her show up and be like, I, "I'm still looking for Bruce. Like I can't stop until I find Bruce." That's fine. And she shows up every once in a while. Um, but she's like, you need to protect Gotham. Like, you're Batwoman. And yeah. then she just goes away. That's okay. But you can't come in here, make this big deal about a new person of color character, and then fucking ship her out after a year or two. Like, you just can't do it. Yeah, um, that would be some yikes. It would be some bad optics. Especially for CW, that's all about inclusion and all this shit. It would be so bad. Um, but going to our big story, and this is not really batman related but we have been covering it and we have been talking about jeff johns and three jokers coming out so i figured we'd talk about this and i'm gonna let clay read the quotes and everything about this yeah, story let me, uh, let me bring it up because i uh heard about it when my co-host from uh, comic book legion uh sent me it uh ray fisher uh what was this uh literally almost the four uh, o'clock p.m. Yeah, time, almost almost six year, hours ago. I almost said years. Almost <laughs> damn six, <laughs> six hours ago. He says during the uh, reshoots, the L.A. reshoots for Justice League, Jeff Johns summoned me to his office to belittle and and admonish my yeah. yeah admonish my and my agents' attempts to take grievance up. The proper chain of command he then made a thinly uh vile threat to my career this behavior cannot continue accountability uh over entertainment that's was that the original was that the original quote accountability over entertainment was that the Uh, original one i thought it was two a's for some reason no it's it's accountability it's always been that yeah yeah. over entertainment. entertainment yeah yeah so I I've been very iffy on this whole thing in the in the sense of like how I feel about Jeff Johns mm-hmm. because I don't want to just say hey Ray what you're saying is bullshit because he has said some crazy like hey come fight me type stuff yeah uh, basically to Hollywood and nothing has happened but we have played devil's advocate in mm-hmm. saying maybe Jeff Johns wasn't you know, known to all of this stuff. This basically says that's not the case. Yeah, I agree. Uh, This says that he was a direct issue to it. And if so, like, this is a huge problem. Now, I did talk to my other co-host and I said, this, if this is true, this proves that Hollywood got to Jeff Johns's head. Mm -hmm. I think genuinely Jeff Johns loves the genre of comic books. He just loves writing. He loves that whole genre. And I think he's a great writer. Now, we did talk about, last time we talked about this, about how we can 
you know, separate the person from the stories. I think that it's somewhat plausible to do that for me. I'm trying to, I mm-hmm. think when I read Three Jokers, I think once I have it in my hands, I'll just be able to read it because it's a comic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the passionate hate that I have with Bendis says otherwise. I can't mm-hmm. just, like, pretend that somebody else is writing something. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, to be the, devil good, the devil's advocate there, Jeff Johns isn't ruining your story. It's something yes. that's going on between him and somebody else. True. True. Now, I did play devil's advocate a little bit here because everybody's like, oh, well, Jeff Johns definitely needs to say something now. And I said, no. The reason being, Jeff Johns hasn't said anything since the release of Justice League. Mm -hmm. Almost three years ago now. He said maybe two or three things the week of Stargirl, of its premiere. Stargirl, the finale was just the other day on, on, on Monday. Well, actually, technically on tuesday Mm -hmm. didn't say anything whatsoever i think it's because either he himself is smart enough or people around him are smart enough to say hey don't say anything Mm -hmm. if you're if if what ray is saying is false then we need to build a case to defend you and to make sure you know this is legitimate yeah and if it's true You need to keep your mouth shut anyway. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many people and uh, I'm not sure if Tony listens to this and Tony, I will talk directly at you when I'm saying this. Uh, I don't think anything will happen at fandom. Uh, For some reason, uh, a lot of people think that Ray or Johns will have the uh, free range to say whatever they want at fandom. Fandom Mm -hmm. is a company corporate run convention. Yeah. The reason why Ray was able to say the stuff that he did at Justice Con was that it was fan run. Like, yeah, it there wasn't any corporate stuff mm-hmm. uh, really in there, except for the fact that, you know, AT&T knew that he was going to be there. So they said, hey, you can't say this, this or this. Anything yeah. else is free range. In this, they have a lot more walls. They can't say nearly as much willingly or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if there if is Jeff John's going to be there. Yeah, Jeff Johns was on the list. Oh, uh, they apparently have like a whole panel to him. Uh, I would need to look at the website to see if that is true or not. Um, a lot of people think that he should be cut if this is true. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we probably won't know in time of fandom. So yeah, we just yeah, kind of have to not. just wait it out. Yeah, I I have said this from the start. I don't get ray fisher's timing like i just don't understand it nowhere yeah i just don't like one i i mentioned this on the podcast before i i am a big advocate of separating content from the creator i can do that i can listen to kanye west's old music that was good but i don't like kanye west the person who he is now um but i can appreciate that he made good stuff just because somebody is an asshole like Jeff Johns, if he is, if this is all true or whatever, doesn't mean he's not a good writer. As much as you want to hate him, like he's a great writer. And people oh, no, coming out of the woodwork saying that he's not are just that's just being biased and you're just being petty. I'll tell you right now, if Dan Jurgens, Tomasi, Tom Taylor, Tom King were all 
non-choices for DC as your best writer, everyone would still have Jeff Johns. Like, it is almost universally known. Yeah, Jeff Johns did a shit ton for DC. Mm -hmm. He did a lot. And a lot of very enjoyable, fun, amazing things. Yeah. And I can't deny that. Like, even as I was reading Blackest Night and the Green Lantern run and the Flash run that he did to, like, bring Barry back, I wanted to be like, this feels weird reading his book because of all the accusations, but I still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, he does have the the talent of a great writer. And that's why, although some people will still be bitchy at it or whatnot. If he does get demoted from Hollywood or whatnot, I don't necessarily know if AT&T would allow him to go back to DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I think it would be really interesting if he were to jump somewhere else. Yeah. I, I, I think he is one of those people that is going to have a following. I will read anything Jeff Johns makes. So if if he's going to do something indie, I'll read it. So like, you know, and I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, how could you support that or blah, blah. It's like, look, I at the end of the day, I like comic books. And I it's very hard for me to be that like, okay, I want to support this industry that always feels like it's dying, you know? <laughs> And I like, especially like right now. And if I know that there is a writer that is going to be dropping something and I know I'm willing to spend my own money on it to buy a physical copy of this book, which I don't have to, because we get review copies. Like I'm supporting comics because I want to support comics. I don't have to. Um, But I I enjoy the medium. I want to support these creators. I still think Fabic is an amazing artist. And I don't want him to not get work because a book doesn't sell well. You know what I mean? I can put my feelings aside, even if I personally don't even have crazy ill will, because I am also somebody that I I want to see the actual shit. Like I'm, I will wait until the court comes out and says like, this is the quote that Jeff John said to Ray Fisher. You know what I mean? Because I know from just human interaction that everybody has two different perspectives on something that, you know, that's it's being said. Everybody's perspective is different. You know what I mean? Because he says in this quote, then he made a thinly veiled threat to my career. What is he considered a thinly veiled threat? Did Jeff John say like, dude, this is your big break. Like you could ruin it. Is that a threat? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I saw it more as like, yeah, it's almost like don't fuck this up. Yeah, like something like that, which and is something when, you have when, to take into consideration sometimes. In, in the thought of thinly veiled, I think it was more of like Ray thinking like, "Oh, that's all you got. Like that's yeah. what you're gonna threaten me with," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I read it. But I, I mean, of course, people. I haven't read anything yet, but I'm sure there's people out there that are already like probably calling Johns a racist because oh yeah, probably. Ray, black and everything else but i i don't know if we will ever get the meat of this story Mm -hmm. and we'll probably just see if this is true either john's leaves dc leaves wb whatever yeah uh, that's that's the headline we will see and we won't Mm -hmm. see any more of that 
Yeah. I want to see... So he has he confirmed that he's in the flash, or that's people were asking him, right? He said he couldn't say anything. Yeah, okay. He so then, is not gonna be at DC fandom, but it said the list of names at the very mm-hmm. end, it said and many more. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know, the people who we assumed would be on the list may still be technically on the list, they just didn't show it. Yeah. Uh so we will see at fandom if he is there, if you know, John's will keep his panel and keep his uh, whatever he is doing there. Yeah. I assume that it would be more so on any type of Green Lantern announcement for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah, I just don't I don't see this destroying Jeff Johns like some people want it to, honestly, because like in comparison to other shit that's happening in Hollywood and those people are still working. I don't see this destroying Jeff Johns. And that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I, uh, I honestly, th- I mean, I'm okay. I'm not going to put words in Ray Fisher's mouth, but I'm just going to say like, if, if Ray Fisher becomes a star after this, I don't know if he's going to dwell on this. If it's not something hardcore, you know what I mean? It seems like he's building a hardcore case. But like I said, if he becomes like a superstar after Justice League comes out and then the Flash movie sends him off and then like his agent's just like, look, bro, it's doing good shit. Like, do you really want to ruin it? You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah, he will and, consider and we it. About he won't. That last time. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we said this last time, yeah. So like, I, I, you know, that's just something to think about because he's obviously, as much as he's putting on this bravado that he's like, oh, I got so much stuff to say, he's still falling in line. You know what I mean? Like, we have to take that away from him. Like, he, I mean, because, like, he's still, like, oh. Because if he wanted to be balls to the wall and he really didn't give a fuck, like, he's kind of putting it out there, he could have dropped everything already. But he still wants to work. Like, that's the thing. That's true. You know what I, I mean? mean people are wondering, like, how long is this NDA, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's never actually told to the public, like, oh, his NDA will expire in this many months or this many yeah. years or whatever. Uh, but it's clear that his NDA, uh, he is pro. Do, do you know what his timing is? His timing is his lawyer saying, Hey, you can say this because your NDA says, you know, yeah. you can't, it says that you can basically, mm-hmm. or it doesn't say that you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, obviously I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know those kind of things, but I just think like if he's saying that, oh, yeah, I'm just trying not to get other people like injured or hurt or whatever. And that's why he's waiting. I understand that. But, you know, just like hold off, man, and just drop it all at once. Like, I don't I don't know what these like mini spurts are trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's just trying to do the Zack Snyder thing and just drop a little thing here and there. Like, oh, hey, guys, this thing still exists. You know, let me just do that. But I feel like dragging it all out might hurt him in the long run because again i did mention it uh, the last time we talked about this you're just giving uh berg and john's things to build their case on like all right he's saying this about us let's go ahead and this is our story boom this and that and uh, i think he's just hurting himself i would shut up and release it all at the same time uh but i think that's just a smarter play but you know yeah but he also stated in, in justice con that he is talking to people on what he should be saying so you know it might be some sort of counsel whether it be mm-hmm. his lawyer or friends or family or coworkers whatever yeah. uh, that is telling him to do this so 
he's probably wanting to say everything, but they're probably yeah. telling him like, "Hey, chill the fuck out." Yeah. Just say this for now. I don't know, man. I just know seeing this perspective, um, a person of color going up against white people in the court system never really plays out very well. So I would just like really play my cards really close to the chest instead of giving them any ammunition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, again, we've said this. We hope for the best outcome that it's not as bad as Ray saying, but you know, maybe it is like gonna bring light to what Josh was doing. Um, but if everything that Ray says is, is true, then, you know, that really sucks. And, uh, we'll talk about it more when it comes out. But again, we don't know when this is going to happen. He's probably signing a new NDA because of this movie he's going to be in. So we might not see this for years. Um, which, and I think at that point, it's just going to be annoying and it's just like, all right, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't think we have anything else. Uh, I think we will have next week. We will get a teaser trailer or something of fandom. Maybe it'll be newsworthy. Don't really know. Well, uh, next week, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. Next Tuesday we will get something. Uh, but then that Saturday. Yeah. Is yeah. So fandom. we should be getting, uh, Oh, not this week. Cause I think it's following. next week. Uh, uh, three jokers we will be yeah. getting next week uh we as in me and juice uh because it releases i believe on the 25th uh mm-hmm. so next week we will as far as comics just get all i know of is batman right now yeah so, so we'll talk about that um so then our podcast with fandom is also going to be the podcast with three jokers yeah so then we'll open with that and then just talk about fandom um, so yeah, you have that to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Clay, so you're not doing a lot of podcasts right now? No, because uh, I am taking a break from the Marvel and DC stuff. I'm still doing the Shonen Jump stuff because, unfortunately, it is the best stories that I'm reading out of all of comics right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I am also uh, recreating a script for the audio stuff, or audio drama stuff that I am hopefully going to be putting into production or starting production on uh, within the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm doing, I'm using my free time for that. Nice. Uh, learning on like how creative I can be with like fully sound and doing all that crazy stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's mainly what I'm doing. I'm still recording and reviewing uh, Shonen Jump stuff. I'm still doing My Hero Academia. I'm still doing Roroni Kenshin, an old classic. Uh, but yeah. That's that's really all I'm doing uh, for the next probably month or so. Nice, nice. Of course, you guys can follow me over on twitch.tv slash juice from the box. Uh, just go follow me over there. My schedule's all over the place right now. Um, I will say go follow my TikTok because I'm about to start doing some stories uh, over there. Um, some series is what I should say of me redesigning my room and my road to my comic book. Uh, I just sold some Funko Pops. So my funding has just got up a little bit more for the comic nice. book. So if you guys want to see that, uh, definitely go check it. Follow me over there. Same thing, Juice from the Box over there as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Of course, YouTube, always check that out. But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first episode of year two of Batman News Weekly. And uh, as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman News Weekly. <laughs>